That's so embarrassing. I felt so dumb. Can I just disappear? Embarrassing Stories Podcast with Leslie and Derek. Hey everyone, welcome back to Embarrassing Stories Podcast. This is episode four. We're so excited you're joining us today. I'm Leslie. And I'm Derek, and you're in the place where you can get a healthy dose of humor each week. We have a great lineup of stories that we're excited to share with you today. But before we get into those, uh, we just wanted to say thank you. It's been really fun over the last couple of weeks to look at our podcast statistics and see the number of listeners that we've had for our first three episodes and to see downloads coming from not only across the U.S., but in other countries and all across the world, in other continents. It's just been crazy and really fun at the same time to go check those statistics and see those downloads. So thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. And we're cruising and we have no signs of stopping. So thank you. If you're enjoying the podcast, we'd really love if you'd leave us a review. Reviews are so important, especially during the early stages of having a podcast. So if you leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice, that would be so awesome and we'd be so grateful. All right, Derek, let's get started. And how about you start us off? Okay, sounds good. And this first story comes from my sister Dixie. And Dixie was the same sister who had an embarrassing experience with Michael Jordan. And if you missed that story, you can find that in our second episode. It's the title of the story is Michael Jordan Mix-Up. But this one comes from Dixie, and here's her story. So it was on a Saturday, and she was swamped with work. She was doing nails, and she's always been really talented doing nails. And on this particular Saturday, she had six ladies that she was going to do nails for. And she devoted one hour for each lady. So she was working six hours that day, and she was working at the mall. She said the mall had public bathrooms, that were on the fourth floor, and her little nail salon was on the third floor. Her tiny little shop didn't have a bathroom, and she said it was a really hot summer day, and the AC that they had in their little shop wasn't working. Oh, that sounds miserable. Yeah, that would be horrible. And we get some pretty sweltering hot days here in Utah in the summer. Yeah. And if you don't have that AC, it can be a killer. Yeah, I literally melt in the heat. (laughs) (laughs) She does, and I do too. Yep. So there she was filing nails all day, and she didn't have any time for a bathroom break. So just a reminder, she had six clients, one client per hour, so she was just going through her clients, paying all attention to them, didn't even take a bathroom break. As soon as she painted the last stroke of paint onto her last client, she said she ran towards the elevators as fast as she could. She had to go to the bathroom so bad. (laughs) Oh, I would. And I can just imagine her running, saying like, oh, I've got to hurry and get to the bathroom. But there's always got to be some kind of hang up when you're in a hurry to go somewhere, right? Yep. So she ran to the elevator. She pushed the button and danced in place, praying the doors would open. And when you're in a hurry like that. Things never go like you want it to. They don't. When you're in a hurry, they just never seem to pan out like they're supposed to. In those kind of situations, it's almost like the world and everything is against you. Yeah, especially if you have to go to the bathroom. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So she's dancing. She's waiting for the elevator, praying that it would open soon. When the elevator door finally did open, 
There were four businessmen in suits with briefcases standing there, and they all moved back towards the wall as if she was the scariest thing they'd ever seen. Oh. <laughs> and she's thinking, why are these guys acting like this? I'm not scary. I just have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you bunch of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> she said they hugged the walls tightly. So they were against the wall. They wanted to stay as far away from her as possible. And you don't have that much room in an elevator. No, you're super close to everybody. She said she thought it was really strange that they were acting this way. She was still dancing in the elevator, and then it finally reached the fourth floor. When the elevator doors opened, she ran as fast as she could down the hall to the bathroom. <laughs> she rushed to get done in the restroom, and then she went to wash her hands, and she looked in the mirror. Now, what do you think she saw when she looked in the mirror? Well, if it was sweltering... And there's no AC. I, w I would think like your makeup sliding down your face. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you have the mascara coming down with black eyes and. Yeah, raccoon eyes. Uh huh. Have sweat all over. Yep. Okay. Yeah, or like orange spots from your foundation missing in some spots. <laughs> mm hmm. Well, this is what she saw when she looked in the mirror. She said her entire face was covered in white powder. Uh. <laughs> White powder, what could that have been? She said the nail filings had stuck to her sweaty face, causing a clearly visible and thick white powder film all around her nose and mouth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that makes so much sense. So terrible. So now that makes sense why the guys were so scared of her. Yeah. And if uh, if you're sweating and and hot and you're in a nail salon, there's a lot of like file powder. like. Mm -hmm from nails that makes sense it would totally stick yeah. to you <laughs> <laughs> i know nothing about that because i've never got my nails done but thank heavens yeah no nails done <laughs> no hair did <laughs> none of those things so she sees she sees a white powder film all around her nose and mouth she says no wonder those guys were hugging the elevator walls <laughs> there she was, all antsy, dancing around with white powder on her face like she had just dipped her face into a bowl of cocaine. Oh, no. <laughs> so those guys were probably terrified, thinking, who is this crazy lady jumping around with white powder on her face? <laughs> she going to try to, you know, rob us or take our briefcases? What's she going to do? <laughs> ask us for money? Ask us if we have drugs? <laughs> But she said that she got a really good laugh out of it. And the funny thing was that she would still see these same business people every now and then. So uh, <laughs> That makes it hard. It does. It makes it hard to forget an experience like that because every time you see them, you're reminded of it and they're reminded of it. Yeah, it's not in the past if you keep seeing people and it mm -hmm. comes to the forefront of everybody's memory. Yeah, just always a constant reminder. <laughs> but I, I bet they... They probably got a good laugh out of it later, too, after they overcame their terror. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks for sharing that with us, Dixie. We appreciate it. Thank you, Dixie. So, Leslie, I'm going to go ahead and shoot it over to you for the next story. All righty, then. Jim Carrey, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. No, oh, I'm no. just kidding. <laughs> I do not wish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my mom sent me a story, and it's one I've heard growing up. So when she was younger, her family, I think they took a trip, 
And from what I'm gathering of the direction they were headed in, I think they were headed home. So my mom and her family stopped in St. George, Utah uh, for a bathroom break. And St. George is beautiful, by the way. If you've never been to St. George or if you've never been to Utah, St. George is one of those places you want to go visit because it's really, really a great place. And my sister lives there, too. Yeah, it's Sister stunning. Jacqueline. It's stunning. So they stopped there. I don't know if it was as uh, – it probably wasn't as established back then. <laughs> yeah, it's grown a lot. You know, it's grown a lot. Um, so they stopped for a bathroom break. And then they headed on. They got into Nevada, and they had driven an hour over a real bad stretch of road in Mesquite, Nevada. The police pulled them over and asked if they were missing any of their children. My grandpa was really mad. He wondered why the police were pulling him over. He was doing the 25-mile-per-hour speed limit. (laughs) 25? That's way low. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she was. Yep. Um, grandma and grandpa said no to the officer, but the officer had them check anyways. And guess what? Were they indeed missing a child? They were. Oh, my gosh. They were missing a kid. Oh. <laughs> they were missing uh, my mom's brother. My grandparents were embarrassed And they had to drive an hour back to St. George. Oh, wow. My uncle had been invited to the gas station owner's house to stay. And the gas station owner was going to have him work at the gas station. My uncle was kind of irritated that they had got back so soon to pick him up because he was excited about all of these these new changes. He's like, I just got a job. Yeah, I lost my family, but I just got a job. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe the gas station owner was like, oh, you can live with us if you work. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, back it's then, true. maybe. And how old was your uncle at this time? I'm not sure. Not sure. Not sure. He would have been younger. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, probably, this was probably like 50 years ago, maybe 55. I don't wow. know. And I could even be wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a seat in the back of the car, one that faced the back windows and could see the cars behind them. Mm -hmm. That window had its own switch to roll the window up and down. The car was stuffed with all eight of them, but my uncle had gotten out in St. George to use the bathroom and my grandparents just drove off without him. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know he had gotten out to go potty. <laughs> but I think it's funny that they're like, now, <laughs> to the police officer. <laughs> yeah, annoyed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's something you don't expect a cop to come tell you. Basically, hey. I think you're missing a kid. Yeah. Now I'm not. <laughs> you're like, no, I've got all my hens right here. Yeah, all eight of us are in this car, sir. I don't (laughs) think so. (laughs) That's kind of, as a parent, that's one of my worst fears is that I realize one of my kids isn't there. Yeah. Well, and with our kids, we'd never live it down. They would be so upset. Mm -hmm. With my uncle, he was actually excited. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, our kids would be like, oh, my gosh, where are mom and dad? I'm 
be a bad. And they would tell everybody too. So to make that embarrassing moment worse, if it was our kids, everybody would know about mm-hmm. it. My mom and dad forgot me. <laughs> <laughs> On accident. They left me in another state. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was my story. And now, Derek, it's your turn again. My turn again. Did you do your homework? I did do my homework, yeah. <laughs> and I was really thinking a lot about the second story I was going to share. Um, I still have so many embarrassing stories, and so I was going through the list. And I was thinking, should I give myself a break tonight and just share embarrassing stories of family members, friends, other people? Nah. Yeah, but I thought, <laughs> no, nah, I need to... I need to cross another story off my own list. So this story is about me and... It's always about you. (laughs) Hey. I'm just kidding. (laughs) You're using my own line against me. This happened in the late 90s. And during this particular time, the state of Utah had just gotten a brand new WNBA team. So this was when the WNBA was first starting. And Utah's team was the Utah Stars. At the time, the Utah Jazz were doing really well, and so people here in the state were pretty excited about a women's team. Yeah. And so there was a lot of support for the women's team right off the bat, and somehow my mom got tickets for our family to go to the very first Stars game. And I was excited. I was just a young teenager, and the seats we had were pretty good. It was the closest I ever sat to the court, but it was still the upper level of the lower bowl. So we were still... Far enough back that we weren't way too close, but we had a pretty good view of the court. So we're watching the game. Everything's going good. The crowd's into it. It's a lot of fun. And then you have the guys who come out during timeouts with the balls and the T-shirts, and they throw them into the crowd. They slingshot them into the crowd. They do different things like that to get these prizes out to random people in the crowd. I've never gotten one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Me neither, but I've been close, and you're about to hear how close I was (laughs) and how it's part of my embarrassing story. So the guys come out, and they're going around to the different sections, seeing who's cheering the loudest, and then rewarding those sections with these prizes they have. Yeah. So our section was loud, and there were two guys down on the court facing our section. So one of them threw a ball as hard as he could, and it went right over our heads about two or three rows back. Uh, So I turn around thinking I might be able to get it, but I see it land just far enough behind our row that I know there's no way I'm going to get it. Yeah. But I can see people scrambling to grab it. Uh And just as I turn back around to face the court, I get nailed in the head. I feel something something hit me in the head. And it bounces (laughs) off the top of my head. And for a minute I was thinking, wait a sec, did that really happen? Did somebody, you know, drop... Did somebody throw a bottle? Yeah, (laughs) drop a bottle or drop some food on me. Was it like painful? Was it like a hard hit? No, it wasn't painful. I felt a little bit of the impact, but it didn't hurt. I think I was just kind of surprised by it because I turned around and it happened right then. (laughs) And Enough to make your head move. Yeah, and other people. (laughs) So I knew I wasn't crazy because people around me were looking at me kind of like, wait, what the heck just happened? (laughs) And they're kind of smiling and laughing a little bit. And I'm still looking around and I can finally see the ball land, you know, a few seats over. So it bounced off my head, went to somebody else. And people were kind of laughing. And one guy said, 
oh, you could have had that one. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's the worst thing. When you're embarrassed, you don't want to be asked if you're okay. No, that's when you start crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was a good sport about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just fine. <laughs> and I left the game that day without any prizes, but I should have had... I should have had that one. If I saw somebody get hit in the head by a ball like that, and I was the one who grabbed the ball after that person got hit, I'd just go give it to him and be like, hey, you deserve this. You just got (laughs) nailed in the head by this. Everybody saw. You deserve this ball. Take this home. Keep it as a souvenir. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've seen seen the people in baseball get nailed. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And those balls would hurt a lot more. Those hard baseballs. Yeah, these were those. It was probably those, you know, plush either those kind of plush soft balls or uh-huh. else just really small Rubber inflatable balls. ones yeah but yeah i i wasn't expecting my <laughs> first WNBA game to go like that <laughs> yeah and to have an experience like that and we've been to some jazz games since or other sporting events and those guys come out and they you know throw those things up into the crowd and they never throw them by us no not ever and i don't think that they ever throw it in the exact same spot twice. Yeah, that was the other big surprise. I was thinking the the one guy, you know, threw it just a couple rows behind us. And you never see somebody throw it again. I don't know if it was the same guy, but you never see them throw in that exact same area two times in a row. Yeah, it's usually like if they do the same section, like higher and then lower. Mm-hmm. But man. <laughs> and some variations in guys. Jeez. Yeah, move around. Or maybe maybe he saw me turned around looking at that ball and he thought, hey, here's my chance. I'm going to nail that kid. I'm going <laughs> to nail him right in the head. He's not even going to know. <laughs> That's exactly what he thought. <laughs> I would probably think that same way. Darn if I was kids, one of those guys. take me off. I'm just pelting right now. <laughs> <laughs> if I was one of those guys, I'd look in the crowd and be like, hey, which one can I nail? Which person can I nail in the head? <laughs> no. That's why you don't have that job. That's true. (laughs) But that was my embarrassing story at the WNBA game. Oh, man. I wish that was my story because mine's, I feel like mine's more embarrassing. We'll see. It's always a competition. Always. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm willing to bet yours is more embarrassing. Yeah. uh, Okay. Here it goes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I can tell you firsthand that starting a podcast was a great decision, but it can feel overwhelming if you don't know how to get started. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Buzzsprout is the easiest and best way to launch a professional podcast. In fact, it's so good they've already helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout will get your podcast into every major podcasting platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You also get a great-looking podcast website, audio players you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and on and on. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week, so you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from the people that know it best. To start your very own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and helps support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. 
Now, back to more embarrassing stories. So when I was like 14, I got a horrible ear infection. It was so bad. Oh, those can be the worst. Yeah, I remember taking a bath and finally feeling relief with my head like in the water, like my ears in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so I distinctly remember laying like that in the tub for an hour. Wow. <laughs> giving myself some pain relief. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was time for bed and I was just in the worst pain. I woke up just like screaming. It hurt so bad. Um, And my fever was really high and it it just was horrible. So the next day my mom took me to the doctor's office. And when I just regularly, like if I'm wearing pajamas, I'll wear pajama pants with like a baggier shirt. Mm -hmm. And that's just me like all the time when I'm in my PJs. Um, And in this circumstance, it was one of those things where it was like, I don't care if my top and my pants are matching. I just feel awful. Uh (laughs) So my mom took me to the doctor. I was wearing um, a tie-dye shirt from one of my siblings back, I don't know how many years ago they had made it, like before I wore it. Which is really back in style now again. Yep. But back then, not so much. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing like lavender pajama pants. They're kind of silky with little flowers on them, little pink flowers. And like <laughs> if you imagine the regular tie-dye shirts with the red and the yellow and the orange and the blue, none of that matched my lavender <laughs> <laughs> pajama pants, but I didn't care because like, I, I don't awful. care. I'm in pain. Yeah, and my hair was a disaster. I have naturally curly hair, and trust me, it was a mess. <laughs> 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 so we went to the doctor, um, got a prescription, went to the store, and I was walking around next to my mom at the store while we were waiting for it to finish getting filled. And we ran into somebody my mom knew. <laughs> and so my mom's standing there talking to her. And I just, I felt so off. I put my head on her shoulder and I don't remember anything else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> until, <laughs> until I woke up on the floor with someone's purse under my head with people trying to get water down my throat and my knees and legs were up, like being held up by somebody. Oh, wow. And my mom said I had passed out and I was out for like five minutes. (laughs) Really? Just from so much pain? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, with your ear, it affects your equilibrium. Something with all of that, that's the only time I've ever passed out and it (laughs) was not fun. Oh, man. And when I woke up, I could see that probably everybody in the store was around me. (laughs) (laughs) Like this big circle around me. And like I said, I was 14 and I look over and I see, I think they were high school age boys and they were hot. Like I I was pretty (laughs) impressed with how cute they were. Um, just right when I like came to 
And I think I was there that day. You must have been. If I remember right. I think I was one of those boys. You're the hottest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Don't worry. It's before I met you. (laughs) (laughs) Better be. (laughs) So um, I remember seeing them. There was a whole group of them, and they were just staring at me and, like, whispering behind their hands. And, ugh. (laughs) I just felt horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I already felt horrible, but I didn't have any makeup on. My hair was like a rat's nest. And I was wearing a swirly tie-dye shirt with cute lavender flower pants. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like you'd given up on life, huh? Yep. And the whole <laughs> store was there to see it. Oh, jeez. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, I've never passed out, but the only thing worse than passing out would be to pass out in front of a bunch of people. Yep. (laughs) And then to wake up not knowing what's going on, but to have so many eyeballs on you. Yep. Oh, it just, uh, I I couldn't live it down for a while. (laughs) Hopefully I never pass out again. I've been close a couple of times, but, Mm -hmm. but that's been it. Well, that wraps up our fourth episode. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. More than you know. We really do. We really do. We're grateful for the support so far. We're thankful for the reviews that have been left, for everybody who's listened. You guys are awesome. You really are. You're the real MVPs. If you enjoy hearing our podcast, we'd love for you to keep listening. We'd love for you to leave us reviews. And to also share our podcast with family members, friends, anybody you know that could use a good laugh. Also, you can recommend it to anybody you think needs um, a little pick-me-up or maybe to hear other people's embarrassing stories, especially during this time with how weird everything's been getting because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic. And that's one of the reasons we decided to start our podcast when we did was because right now there's so much uncertainty There's a lot of hopelessness, and we just want to be able to provide, you know, a little bit of a a spark of humor. And a break. Yeah. A a, break from all of that. A break from all the news and craziness. And just a reminder that we'd love to hear your embarrassing stories. So if you'd like to send us any of your stories to share on an upcoming episode, we'd love to have them. You can send them to our email address, embarrassingstoriespod at gmail.com. And just a reminder, embarrassing is two R's, two S's. Or you can go over to our website, embarrassingpodcast.com, and you'll see a little box that you can submit your story to us that way. We'd love to hear from you. We really would, and we'd love to share your story so that we can laugh and that other people can laugh as well. Again, this is Derek and Leslie signing off, reminding you to have fun. Be safe. And go create some stories we can share. Have another great week. Bye.